Hi everyone, this is Nick. This is Gretchen. We're here for the second part of the two ordinances lesson. Uh, this time we're going to be talking about the uh, Lord's Supper or Communion, whichever you would prefer to call it. So, uh, so a few things about this. Um, this is a symbolic act of obedience. It's done while we are gathered together as a church. It is uh, we are partaking of unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine, which is uh, kind of related to Passover in a way. It's, uh, it was done during Passover, uh, especially with the unleavened bread, and it more memorializes the death of Christ, and we do that in anticipation of his second coming. So we have some verses. So Matthew 26, 26-30, And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it, and broke it, gave it to the disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body. He took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in your Father's kingdom. When they had sung a hymn, they went out into the Mount of Olives. So, um, some curious things Jesus says. Uh, says the bread is his body and the and the the cup or the wine is his, is his blood. Now, we're not talking about literally drink eating his body and drinking his blood when we take the lord's supper catholics for instance hold to some called tra transubstantiation where they believe that it does become the literal flesh and the literal blood but uh, this is really just a symbolic act as we've said before uh, mark's account of the lord's supper says and as they did eat jesus took bread and blessed and break it gave it to them and said take eat this is my body he took the cup and when he had given thanks he gave it to them and they drank all of it he said unto them this is my blood of the new testament which is shed for many we'll also look at luke's account he took bread and gave thanks and break it and gave it unto them saying this is my body which is given for you this do in remembrance of me likewise also the cup after supper saying the cup is the new testament in my blood which is shed for you so uh, one thing, very important thing about the Lord's Supper is this is something that we do together as a church. If you look at the early church um, that we read about in the book of Acts, it would appear that the early church, every time they gathered together, they did the supper. So upon the first day of the week, this is Acts 20, verse 7, upon the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul preached unto them, ready to depart on the morrow, and continued speech unto midnight. So when it says they broke bread, that is uh, reference to, to the supper. So one another important thing about, about the supper is that it should be um, unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine. Um, recently, there's been a lot of uh, Lord's Suppers done online, and... Pastors have suggested, don't not give any specific names or anything, but um, some pastors suggested just use whatever you have. I don't think that's biblical. I believe you should definitely use unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine or grape grape juice. For... Explain what unleavened bread is. So it's bread without yeast, so be flat. And why is that significant? Well, that's what they used in the Passover. Right, so when the Passover was happening, and of course, you know, the Passover was um, when Moses was trying to free the uh, Israelites out of Egypt, and the plagues had been happening and came to the final plague where 
um, the spirit or the, the angel of the Lord was going to come through and kill all the firstborns, except for the people who had the blood around the door. And the people who had the blood around the door, um, the lamb's blood, the angel was going to pass over their houses and not kill the firstborns there. Um, and so when that was happening, the order was given to the Israelites. Their job wasn't just to paint around the door, but they were supposed to gather their things. They were supposed to have a meal. And when it came celebrating the Passover in remembrance, um, they were supposed to, so like every year when they did the Passover celebration, they were supposed to dress in traveling clothes. They were supposed to kill the lamb just like they did, um, that night, uh, and to eat it and to eat unleavened bread. And, um, lots of times in the New Testament, especially when Jesus talks about leavening, um, he uses it as a way to symbolize sin. So the unleavened bread, uh, which is his body is sinless. So that's why we don't have yeast in it because the yeast symbolizes sin. Um, and so back to the Passover, they would eat this bread and they would drink the fruit of the vine. Um, and that was part of Passover. So here we see Jesus and the disciples celebrating Passover and they're eating the traditional Passover meal. And Jesus takes that bread and that wine and he creates the Lord's Supper with it, which is one the second ordinance that we as uh, Christians and as Baptists hold to. Yep. And finally, the Lord's Supper memorial memorializes the death of Christ and anticipates his second coming. So Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, uh, verses 23 through 29, For I have received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament of my blood. This do ye as often as you drink, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shew the Lord's death till he comes. Wherever who so... Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So, um, it's very important that we examine ourselves before we take of the Lord's Supper. Uh, that last uh, that last line, um, well, verse 27. Whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So really examine ourselves and check to make sure we have uh, no known sin in our lives that we have not confessed before we take of the supper. Um, it's a very, very um, somber and serious act uh, as we remember the... Uh, sacrifice that Christ made on our behalf. And another thing, um, going back to the last episode, we talked about baptism being a prerequisite for the Lord's Supper. And of course, prerequisite for baptism is salvation. So another thing is that only believers should be partaking in the Lord's Supper. Um, because like what that verse said, if you aren't saved, your sins haven't been confessed, you know, you're not 
um, made right with God through the blood of Jesus Christ, then you aren't partaking in it correctly um, because you're coming unclean to the Lord's table, which uh, is not a good thing. Yeah. And uh, verse 26, we we are to eat the bread and drink of the cup until uh, we show the Lord's death till he comes. So Christians have been doing this for about 2,000 years now. So, And until he comes, we'll keep doing it. Mm-hmm. But uh, basically, just to summarize about the Lord's Supper, again, it's another, just like baptism, is a symbolic act of obedience. Uh, we do it together as our church. Um, it's not something you would do on your own or with your family. You do it with your church family. Um, you know, it should be the unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine, not Doritos and Gatorade. Um, and it memorializes the death of Christ. And we do it in anticipation of his second coming. And it is something that should always be taken very seriously, which is why you'll notice when we have the Lord's Supper at church, um, it's very quiet. Uh, there's a servant aspect to it where the deacons of the church serve the people and then the pastor serves the deacons and then one of the deacons serves the pastor. Um, There's a lot of symbolism and holiness to it um, in remembering everything that Christ commanded us to do in regards to the Lord's Supper. Yep. That's all I got on Lord's Supper. All right, well, I guess until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye.